Welcome to In Ohio Country Today. I'm Dan Wilson, and this week, our guests include Dr. Dave Smith. Dr. Smith is the owner of Freshwater Farms in Urbana, Ohio. It's a great aquaculture operation, also home of the annual Ohio Fish and Shrimp Festival. So we'll be talking with him as well as Kent Holmes, marketing manager from Apple Farm Service and their combine clinics coming up here in September. We'll have those stories and more this week in Ohio Country Today. Our farm department is committed to providing ag professionals the products, coverages, and peace of mind needed to run a successful operation. With our home office located in the heart of farm country, many of us have first-hand experience when it comes to farming, and we know how to take out the risk. Under one policy, we can provide total protection of your investment, from your home and barns to your equipment and livestock. We also provide an outstanding equine coverage from a homeowner with a single horse to a professional breeder and everything in between. Come join us and experience the Salina difference. Salina Insurance Group. Check them out on the web at salinainsurance.com. Join the CR Revelation with New Holland and Apple Farm Service. The famous twin rotor combine is now the world's highest capacity combine. Save on fuel and lower grain loss with the IntelliSense Combine Automation System. Stop into your local Apple Farm Service to learn more. Welcome back to In Ohio Country today. And joining us now is Dr. Dave Smith, owner of Freshwater Farms in beautiful Urbana, Ohio. It's a great operation. But the reason why we want to talk to you today is about the Ohio Fish and shrimp festival so before we get into that which is coming up pretty soon here in september let's talk a little bit about freshwater farms and what you guys do there in urbana well thanks dan um you know we we really um have been here since 1983. that's when we first purchased an old chicken farm and tried to start converting the indoor space into a recirculating aquaculture facility as they call it an ras um, so it's it's been a long road, uh, but as it turns out, uh, because we did approach it here at Freshwater Farms in a farmer kind of way, of keeping it cheap, you know, building what we could ourselves, you know, not getting our heads over heel in debt, we are now the longest-running uh, commercial indoor fish farm in the country. We've seen hundreds come and go, and they often jump in and with untried things and, and uh, lose their shirts. And so there's... Sad to say, a lot of those uh, uh, sad stories out there. But uh, we really have uh, found a way to do it cheaper here and, and to continue to do so and continue to expand. And, and uh, like I say, it's been a long road. Um, my family helped me start it, and uh, now we have 20 employees uh, during the peak season and um, doing a lot of different things now. But uh, the backbone of the farm is still raising food fish and stocking fish for ponds. And so that's continue to be a big thing. Um, my son joined the business. Um, oh gosh, it's been probably 12 years ago. Uh, he's helped run the hatchery and now is in charge of our new watersmith division where we're actually making pond fountains and aerators because we saw some need for some technical improvements there. And so that has been another, uh, more year round part of our business and, uh, has really, uh, helped us keep good people on board and, and, uh, keep doing that innovation that we just have fun doing. You know, Dave, it was, it's interesting. You talked about it's a family business, but you actually got started with your dad. So your son would be the third generation getting into this. So that had to be pretty exciting to 
start it with your with your father as far as the business uh, was concerned that, that was a that was a real pr- uh, privilege on my end i mean yeah. dad was an engineer and he took early retirement to for us to hands-on uh, do this you know to rebuild and so like a lot of farms i mean we do our own electrical and plumbing and everything else uh, so that's that's part of it uh but he was always uh, gave me a lot of latitude, and I, I owe him a debt. I, I actually worked with my dad for 30 years before he passed, and and uh, his engineering career before that was 33 years, so it was kind of split for him. Mm-hmm. And uh, he just always enjoyed it. So we're, I owe a great debt to my dad and my mother as well and my wife. So that, that was really a family effort to get things going. You know, we talk about aquaculture here in the Buckeye State. A lot of people don't realize how important that is to to agriculture. Maybe we could touch on that a little bit, talk a little bit about how it all started and, and what it means to the economic growth and development here in the Buckeye State. Well, yeah, one of the things that why we decided to come back to Ohio, I was born, well, born in Springfield, raised in Urbana. But, you know, I'd gone to school in Louisiana where they were starting shrimp farming in the 70s. I went to Wisconsin where they first started doing perch farming indoors. But to come back to the state of Ohio where we have everything that the trifecta of what we need. We got food, we got grain, and we've got suitable land and soil that is um, economical to use. And that has been the way it's it's really grown from when we started. There were like three or four fish farms, and most of those were just a couple of ponds. To now, there's over 300 uh, small operations in Ohio. You know, there's it's a lot of mom and pop and uh, up by your own bootstraps because there's no great money out there to say here's a big grant and get started. So it's a lot of uh, small scale things, but the the economics and and the markets are strong. You know, it's it's all that kind of thing that really makes it go. And and there's nothing stronger than local fish markets nationally. It is the number one sought after a thing in the food industry is local fish. Uh, it's, you know, it's, it's been that way for at least six or seven years and, uh, may not have been that way. when we started and we helped start a farmer's market here in the County with some other farmers, uh, to sell our first products in 1986. But, uh, local food was not a craze then. And it's kind of hard for most people to get their head around that the way things are now. But, you know, it was a tough sell, uh, but it helped us, you know, that market got us out in the public and we were selling melons because we were raising melons with our leftover fish water. And, and it, so in some ways we were doing aquaponics way back then, but uh, it was uh, a good way to get started. And once people and restaurants saw what we had and how super fresh it was and how different it was than you know, what they were used to having flown in a week or two later, uh, it's, it's really got a solid foundation. And, and I think that's, and in Ohio, we've had a history of good extension personnel, good, mm. solid support, more than any other state in the 12-state the region, at least. And that's that's been beneficial. And we still have a, some great people there. Um, but we're cuts and cuts, you know, to extension personnel. Ohio's been able to maintain some of that, uh, even if it just is one or two people, you know, and the program down in Piketon. So that's, that's an important part of it, where things can be always pushing for the next, you know, um, better thing to make it happen. And uh, like, like uh, extension has helped agriculture in so many other ways. You're listening to in Ohio country today podcast. And our guest right now is Dr. Dave Smith, the owner of freshwater farms in beautiful Urbana, Ohio. Dave, let's talk a little bit about the variety of fish that you grow there. Yeah. Well, one of the things that, well, 
our first species that we started raising indoors in, the, in these recirculating uh, water facilities was rainbow trout. Um, it was easy to get fingerlings at the time, but they are a fussy, fussy fish, and of course, a very common food fish, so the market is established. But as it turns out, we were the first in the world to do it with rainbow trout because it took such clean water uh, parameters to do that. Uh, and we've been doing it ever since. So rainbow trout's always been our main food fish. We've done yellow perch as well, but all the other species that we've done, and uh, there are, like I said, about 22 species, uh, are really for stocking ponds now. There's actually more value in selling a live perch for a pond than filleting him and dressing him out, uh, even at $16 a pound for the fillets. So it's, mm. it's um, uh, you know, once you, once you can raise fish like trout, everything else is, you know, it's almost a given. I mean, as far as water quality and that kind of thing. The only fish we haven't raised that you're probably aware of is tilapia. Uh, it's a tropical fish, and we don't care to waste money raising the water temperature to 85 degrees to get those tropical fish to grow. And then the markets are not so great because uh, they're raised in tropical countries much cheaper. So that's we've never recommended people raise tilapia, even though there is a market for live tilapia and some things like that. But uh, because it's easy to raise, a lot of people go that way instead of raising something that's stronger in the market. So, And there's plenty of other choices to go with. Bluegill, hyperstripe bass, largemouth bass, I mean, all those types of things are, are now major farm uh, species. Uh, two of the most unique ones that, that are available there. Um, obviously, we have to talk about the sturgeon because it's just a, a great, <laughs> it's just a great uh, tool to have there when you have tours because the kids just love it. And we want to talk about how you got started raising the shrimp. So let's talk about the sturgeon first. Yeah, well, that was uh, back about 28 years ago. There was a program in Oregon that was uh, capturing the large uh, sturgeon in the Portage River and stripping the eggs, spawning them. And the program was if they released half of the, the fingerlings, then they could sell the other half because it was, un, you know, you couldn't get the fingerlings any other way. So we bought, brought in a shipment of 500, flew, flew them into uh, Cincinnati Airport, picked them up, and raised those up, stocked some ponds with a few, but decided to keep some to raise up to breed, to breed someday. Well, you know, here we are, like I said, 27 years later, and we have sturgeon that are six, seven feet long now mm. and are finally up to spawning size. And, but somewhere, well, I guess it was back just before we started the, the fish and shrimp festival, because we had been um, exhibiting at farm science review for about five or six years, I think it was. And we set up all kinds of tanks and, and brought in these little two and a half foot sturgeon that we'd been raising. And people were fascinated and, and I knew that they could be handled so we'd let them handle them, and then we had them back here in a little tank. And and uh, long story short, you know, now they're in a much bigger tank, and they're, they're big. You know, they're 120 pounds apiece. Oh wow! Uh, and they're just wow. a, just a really curious. Uh, and you know, it's it is the biggest fish in Ohio, far none. So it's it's been fun, but this species will get up to a thousand pounds. So we've got a ways to go, and we've got time to do it. They're they live 100, 150 years. So if we take good care of them, they should be around. <laughs> well, let's talk about the shrimp, too. You talk about a very unique product that is raised here in Ohio. How did you get into the shrimp uh, growing business? And, of course, it's it's seasonal. It's not something you can do all year round, right? 
yeah, again, it's it's one of those tropical species, so we're limited. But uh, again, the extension person at Ohio State who had moved here from Kentucky, where they first started this, uh, and on back, um, said, you know, I think this is something good for Ohio, and we can put them in ponds in the summer. They only take three months to grow, and they are huge. I mean, you're talking right. six to the pound type shrimp. These are uh, the biggest species in the world. They're originally from Malaysia, but again, it was a short summer crop, uh, and a lot of people got into it. And like a lot of new things, uh, it's kind of matured, so there's only a few growers now. But one of the things we knew that everybody had to harvest at the same time in the fall. So uh, we thought, well, why not invite everybody in, create some demand so you know nobody has trouble selling them. And that was one of the reasons we started doing that. And we've offered uh, free space for any of the fisher shrimp growers to come and sell their local products. So that's, that's uh, the rest of what the Ohio Fish and Shrimp Festival is about. And, you know, we will have at least one uh, Ohio grower uh, this year. It's, it's really changed in the last couple of years because of COVID and things that we had to cancel last year. And, and so uh, there's been some other changes, but uh, so the freshwater shrimp are still being grown, but the growth industry in shrimp has really been with the saltwater shrimp. Uh, unlike the fresh ones, which are big and cannibalistic and you have to spread them out so your density is low in the pond, these can actually be raised in a tank and they can be raised all year round. So it's developed uh, quite a bit in Indiana, but there are several growers here in Ohio as well. And it's a 100% recycled saltwater uh, system and it's they're getting premium prices because there is a, uh, a huge niche market for that, that kind of super fresh uh, shrimp, even live. Uh, shrimp products. So we're kind of moving that way. We are uh, also have tried that a couple times and we have some tanks we're setting up. Uh, so we're, that's kind of our next, next gig in the shrimp world is more with the saltwater shrimp. You know, Dave, before we talk about the uh, festival, I wanted to ask you a quick question about feed. I mean, what goes into the feed and, and what are you feeding the, uh, uh, the, the fish there and the shrimp? Well, the, the diets have really come a long ways in the, in the 20 some years since I got my PhD in fish nutrition at Wisconsin. Um, where early on, you know, fish meal was a, a major component of all aquaculture diets. Now the major component is soybean. Uh, they still might wow. have 5% fish meal and we, we add the good fish oils so we get the good omega threes. You know, for, it's needed for the fish and for the, the health of people that eat good fish, you know, so that's all important, but yeah, it's, it's really transitioned quite a bit. Um, I hate to keep talking about, but we have tried a lot of things over the years and we were part of a, an effort with some local guys here that bought an old corn nuts plant in 2000. And we produced the first fish meal free diets for trout and salmon. And that, that big plant ran for about six years. Uh, it was, it was a real effort to try to market that because the fish meal based diets could get you a little faster growth, like 10% more. So it was a, a marketing uh, hurdle. And when we found out that even if we did organic grains, soybeans and wheat, and stuff like that, and corn and gluten, um, that the USDA still hadn't decided what organic aquaculture was. And, and they said, well, it's not natural. Fish don't normally eat soybeans, so we don't think it's going to be organic. And, and then my partner said, well, I guess that's it. So they closed the plant. Uh, unfortunately, uh, the timing was off. The next year, fish meal prices tripled. 
across the world and they haven't come down since. And now everybody is able to, you know, do the same type of technology and use soybeans to a large extent. Um, so there's, there's a lot of other technical things there, but the other thing that positions us well in Ohio is we found that with those soybean based diets, that, uh, a little bit of poultry byproduct meal, that little bit of protein, uh, from Ohio's processing plants that nobody else can use in the livestock industry made it better than the fish meal diets. Wow. So it's, there is a, a huge opportunity and we've been talking to the soybean council and the soybean alliance and, and they're aware that there is, uh, some low hanging fruit that with the right investment that we could be making some major fish feeds and, and shrimp feeds here in Ohio. Well, thanks. I want to thank you, Dave, for uh, giving us a, a plug for one of our fine sponsors, the Ohio Soybean Council. Thank you very much. Yeah. Oh, you bet. <laughs> well, they, <laughs> I know this guy. Um, so, anyhow, but yeah, the, as, as we, the, the Ohio Fish and Shrimp Festival here at Freshwater Farms, we've always tried to showcase this is what's going on in aquaculture. You know, this is how we do it to get the people the real story about how environmentally friendly aquaculture is, you know, how it's raised with inspected feeds there's no contaminants there's no parasites there's it's it's the best you know and yeah and there's been a lot of confusion out there in the public as often happens and, and uh, there were some marketing wars with farm raised and wild salmon in the northwest and that story got told in a strange way and and even though actually the farm raised salmon is less contaminated than the wild believe it or not you know they're yeah. out in the wild you know um that that story is not really in the public you know, mind yet. But, you know, that's, that's something we need to tell because it is an important part of aquaculture and, and how when we're raising them in clean water and clean feeds, we end up with clean fish. And it's a very simple formula. I mean, it just doesn't get simpler than that. So uh, that's part of our, our gig here. Is, and this year for the Fish and Shrimp Festival, we yeah, have let's talk. Let's format. talk about that. Let's talk about yeah, this yeah. this annual event, which uh, I think it, it was just one Saturday in September, and it's grown to like three Saturdays, right? Well, we actually had grown it to three consecutive days: Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Oh yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Years ago, yeah. So, and let's talk correct. about what people can expect when they come to the uh, oh. Ohio Fish and Shrimp Festival. Yeah, well, some of the best seafood you ever have, mm. and we we really do have a a professional sound uh, production and stage, and get really great music groups. So we'll have that again for each of those days. So we are expanding our farm, um, and the, where people are allowed to be on the farm onto our adjacent farm, um, we are. And to be able to do that, we are dropping any admission charges. Now the the festival is free admission and free parking, but that allows people to spread out. We've got some really nice uh, hangout spots on our farm next door that we're creating um, some ponds and, and uh, some uh, wildflower patches. And we're, we actually have a, a large produce patch that's using our leftover fish water now. Um, we call that the rainbow project. It's a reutilization and integration of byproducts of wastewater. That's wow. rainbow. So anyway, but we're, we're capturing the nutrients from our effluent, even though they're very dilute, it is a good way of using our leftover water. So, uh, we're kind of opening up that whole eco farming that we're doing, um, along with, with our, uh, fish operation and all the things they can see here. It's all open to see, but we have kids games and treasure hunts, you know, and you know, it's, 
it's a lot of fun. We even have a, well, some people like the uh, hatchet throwing. Well, we have what we call John darts. We have targets where you throw wet uh, toilet plungers at a target. So that's, that's our creation that we have here that we started about 10 years ago. So I, I think we are the only one that has John darts. So that's, it's fun for adults and kids. So uh, anyhow, so we've got, you know, activities, but the main thing is good food and good music and, and they can see all the exhibits that we have uh, year, all year round, but then a few more besides. Well, it's a great event. It's one of my favorite and one of the most unique ones here in the Buckeye State. I encourage everyone to at least take one of those days and, and visit. And even if it isn't during festival time, if you happen to be going through Urbana, you have to mark it down. You have to stop at Freshwater Farms. It's one of my favorite stops going through Urbana and bringing some fresh fish home. And you guys just do a wonderful job. If people want more information, Dave, where do they go? Well, we have our website, of course, at fwfarms.com. Uh, and we are open here six days a week, as you said. I appreciate your comments, Dan. And we're open 10 to 6, six days a week, every day but Sunday. So we're uh, always glad to have people stop by. Dr. Dave Smith has been our guest here on In Ohio Country Today podcast from Freshwater Farms. And we've been talking about the Ohio Fish and Shrimp Festival and Aquaculture. Dave, I can't tell you how much I enjoy talking to you again and look forward to seeing you and getting you on our TV show as well. Okay, well, thanks, Dan, and uh, always a pleasure. And we'll be back with more In Ohio Country today, right after this. No one likes downed corn, but it happens, and when it does, you can't afford to lose any more yield. Pick up lodged or downed corn with the aggressive Drago Cornhead, available at your local Apple Farm Service. Longer and more aggressive gathering chains translates into the ability to pick up downed corn that sits lower to the ground. Alan Davis, business owner, active farmer. No one knows farmers' needs better than Alan. Give him a call today at 419-738-7447 and talk about total farm protection and more. Alan Davis Insurance Agency is your solutions provider for auto, home, life, business, recreational, total farm protection and more. Call 419-738-7447. That's 419-738-7447. No one likes downed corn, but it happens, and when it does, you can't afford to lose any more yield. Pick up lodged or downed corn with the aggressive Drago Cornhead, available at your local Apple Farm Service. Longer and more aggressive gathering chains translates into the ability to pick up downed corn that sits lower to the ground. Welcome back to In Ohio Country Today, and joining us now is Kent Holmes, Marketing Manager from Apple Farm Service. Kent, thanks for joining us. No problem, Dan. Thanks for having me. Tell us about your harvest clinics happening in September. Sure, Dan. Yeah, we have our lineup of combine clinics coming between September 8th and September 10th this year. And so if you have a Case H combine, a New Holland combine, or if you happen to run a Drago head of any color for any make, or a Mac Dawn Draper head for any color of any make, then uh, we'd love to have you coming out to uh, having these clinics at a handful of our locations. We've done this for years and years. We had to take off the year last year for, of course, COVID, so we're happy to be back. Um, but we are having, like I said before, Case IH Combine Clinics, New Holland Combine Clinics, Macdon Drapehead Clinics, and Adrego Cornhead Clinics. So here are some dates for you, um, and I'll give you a web address later in case uh, you missed some of these. So the first one, September 8th, is going to be at West College Corner. And that's going to be Case H Combine Clinics, MacDon, and Drago Clinics. Then the next day, which is Thursday, September 9th, we're going to be having this at Covington. And we're going to cover all the makes. So we're going to have Case, IH, we're going to have New Holland, 
We're going to have Max Dolan and Drago. And then the last day of clinics is going to be on Friday, the 10th. And that's going to be at our newest location, Washington Courthouse. And so we're going to be covering New Holland and Macdon at that uh, at that day. There's going to be some other great gifts as well. If you come to the Macdon clinics, we're going to be giving away a free box of knife sections. And then we have some other give- giveaways and gimmies as well. Um, but it's important. We want you to go and RSVP for it to make sure we have enough and we have enough chairs for you, um, order enough meals. So please, please RSVP so we know. And you can do that. You can go to applefarmservice.com slash events. Um, you can also just call into the Covington location and ask for Amy. And uh, she can get you registered as well. The deadline to RSVP is September 1st. So if you're hearing this, of course, on Sunday, we're going to be closed. But first thing Monday, please call in so, so we know. Uh, you can call that number 937-526-4851. That's 937-526-4851. Of course, you can always find that and navigate it just applefarmservice.com. Ken Holmes has been our guest, marketing manager from Apple Farm Service, talking about combine clinics. And once again, check them out on the web at applefarmservice.com. Ken, thanks for joining us. Thanks, Sam. Join the CR revelation with New Holland and Apple Farm Service. The famous twin rotor combine is now the world's highest capacity combine. Save on fuel and lower grain loss with the IntelliSense Combine Automation System. Stop into your local Apple Farm Service to learn more. Alan Davis, business owner, active farmer. No one knows farmers' needs better than Alan. Give him a call today at 419-738-7447 and talk about total farm protection and more. Allen Davis Insurance Agency is your solutions provider for auto, home, life, business, recreational, total farm protection, and more. Call 419-738-7447. That's 419-738-7447. That's going to do for this week's edition of In Ohio Country Today. Thank you so very much for joining us here on WHIO Dayton's News and Talk, 1290 AM and 95.7 FM. I'm Dan Wilson, and I can't tell you how much we enjoy providing this radio program for you. This radio show is part of our In Ohio Country Today podcast And our TV show, podcast, and this radio program are all designed to offer news and information about the agricultural industry, specifically here in the Buckeye State, and occasionally those issues that affect us nationally and internationally. We celebrate farming and farming families. And if you want more information about our show, please check us out on the web at inohiocountry.com. Thank you so very much for joining us today. And here's seeing you somewhere out there in Ohio country.